gotta get your own <laughs> yeah nigga i did it yeah i cut that shit off man <laughs> oh no my brother you gotta get your own how many of y'all used to stay up like late as hell when you was a kid you really wasn't supposed to but you did anyway and you uh came across them old school compilation albums and shit and then my man had that vinyl and was like Hey, my brother, you gotta get your own. <laughs> Yo, this is King No Uncensored, motherfuckers, man. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's lit. That's all I know, man. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But we just gonna call this one another version of New Music Fridays, man. Jesus. We had another one, man. We had another one. And it was light. Wasn't it was it was only it was a couple, it was a couple cats that decided to drop albums and shit today. It's a couple people. Sonic, motherfuckers. Oh boy, it's lit. Very fucking lit up right now, man. Now the main question is: Did the Silk Sonic boys save us from the Summer Walker aholics? The Toxaholics. My answer is, yep. In my Draymond voice, yep. Um, well, I've seen a lot of females speaking up against Summer Walker. <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of posts saying that she's childish. And no wonder why you're the fourth baby mama and your toxic behavior is the uh, cause of it. Sonic Boys, Anderson Pack, and Bruno Mars dropping their album An Evening with Silk Sonic. It's been highly anticipated ever since they released um, Leave the Door Open. 
And um, I was excited about this because I'm an Anderson Pack fan. And I was on Anderson Pack way before a lot of people was. They would, you know, I used to get dirty looks. I used to get like, this shit okay, but this shit ain't alright. Now y'all on this nigga tip because he singing with Bruno. A lot of y'all niggas wanted to check this out if this was just an all Anderson Pack album. Y'all wasn't y'all wasn't outside when Anderson Pack came out with that motherfucking Malibu album, nigga. Shit, I had to go back and listen to Venice. A lot of y'all got hip around Oxnard time. Y'all late. But it's cool though. Welcome, motherfuckers. Because this fucking album was crazy. This is different. You got to see, like, low-key, you got to see, like, every decade of R&B with this project. I think, you know, I understand that Boosie Collins was, like, the spearhead of the project. But you had all types of music. Like every decade of R&B, damn near. I mean, as far as the intro, you know, it took you back to 70s. Leave the door open. I don't know. That's tough to pick which decade that sounds like. That could be early 90s, late 80s, mid 90s. I would say... I would say that that would be like early 90s ballads. Fly is me. Man, let me tell I tell you what. That shit, that's a bad boy. the window that's the joint right there i played at the beginning of the uh of the segment here that's definitely some uh late 90s early 2000s type thing you know put on a smile again probably late 80s early 90s 777 that's some funky shit man that's that's my favorite song on there by far skate is probably like late 70s early 80s Last off, probably late 80s ballads. So, I mean, these dudes did they fucking thing, man. Soak Sonic is a very good album. Hopefully, it'll put some love back into the game, man, because everybody is selfish. Everybody out here. crazy man it's crazy from start to finish i like um the only song that i don't know like i said it's not a bad song on here but skate's probably the weakest song i wasn't too big on blast off like that but the rest of the album was very entertaining it caught my ear not because i'm an anderson pack fan or anything like that not the biggest Bruno fan either. I only like really 24 Karat Magic. That's the only album I like by him. 
not really that big of a Bruno fan, but that nigga did his thing. I was happy with the uh, result. Definitely worth the wait. I know it's only nine songs. I'm pretty sure they could have done more, but I mean, nine is enough. You know, a lot of motherfuckers put 19, 20, 22 tracks and fucking ruin the quality of the album. Um, let's move on to the baby. The baby put out a the mid pack and uh, back on my baby Jesus shit again. EP. I don't know if he's saving his singles for his album because I didn't hear Magnificent. I didn't hear uh, Lonely, which is which I felt like was a hell of a was dope. He, the baby didn't um, put um, what's that other joint he got out? Ball if I want to on there. I was like, what the fuck? I was expecting them three, them three, them three songs. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of threw me off a little bit. Not gonna lie to y'all, it definitely threw me off. And I wasn't really expecting that. You know what I'm saying? But this project, he could have kept that one. I ain't gonna lie to you. Niggas gonna be like, yo, you just say that because you hate the baby. I don't hate the baby. I just don't think that he is that artist that everyone says he is. I've never been fond of dude. He cool. I could tolerate the baby. You know, I felt bad that he got canceled for that short period of time. You know, that was one of the reasons why I decided to check my man's out. You know, because of, you know, the controversy and to see if he had anything interesting to, to say about that. And he didn't have nothing to say. This 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 really ain't got only the only song that I liked on here was Sticked Up by uh with 21 Savage. That's probably the only song that I like. But um, overall, this is a project that I'm probably going going to delete. Now, don't get me wrong; it isn't. Uh, how can I put this? This isn't trash, but I wouldn't listen to it. This shit was not close to it. Like the baby last project was his best project to me. The EP that he had dedicated to his brother, Long Live G. I love that project. That was really good. That was more of the the baby that I was looking for. This this shit here, that's this not it. This not it at all. <laughs> like, I mean, I gave the project a B minus. I felt like I was being very generous. But this ain't no shit that I'm gonna bump. Like, it's maybe like two songs that I probably might play, and the joint with Twenty One Savage is one of them. There's really no highlights, just lowlights. Um, there was a story that came out. Um, Hit Boy was doing an interview with Rory and Maul, and he said that Kanye was trying to blackball Hit Boy. And we got some context as to why 
Hit Boy went on that rant about Kanye. We got some, um, but, um, my thoughts on this is wow. You know, Kanye is one of those people that 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 could be tedious and petty and, and and arrogant, but he has a really good side to add along to that dark side. But we don't know why Hit Boy got. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because. I mean, because remember, he's first Hit Boy first started off under Polo to Dime under Zone Four first he was doing production with him first and you know hit boy was ghost producing for polo to don then he started producing for kanye and, and good music and they developed a bond and things of that nature then all of a sudden you know hit boy wasn't fucking with them as much and then his deal ended up you know ending and then I guess Kanye, you know, Hit Boy had heard from the grapevine that Kanye was telling motherfuckers not, not to work with Hit Boy. And, you know, he said he could have been done, but my beats are my power. My beats were good enough. You know, because those people could have listened to Kanye and not fuck with Hit Boy at all. And people were turning on Hit Boy, but I mean, his, his um, work spoke for herself he said that he did a better album for uh Nas than Kanye did and I agree I think both King's diseases are both better than Nasir that's definitely it but Nasir wasn't a bad album but I just agree with Hit Boy as far as you know that thing in particular but yeah that's a sad situation I hope those two get to sit down and talk through their issues and squash shit Anthony Edwards man Minnesota Timberwolves man 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 he is gonna have I already had predicted this I was thinking that he was gonna win most improved player but a lot of other players have stepped their game up this season but AE has been balling he's notched a couple of 40 point nights as a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves you know, he even told Steph, I might go for 50 tonight when he had like 42, 40, well, 40 points at a particular time. And Edwards' development is crazy because, you know, I had described him as Dwayne Wade with a better jump shot. But I think Anthony Edwards is developing into his own type of player because he's definitely a three-level scorer. He definitely improved his three-point shot. He's very athletic. He's underrated defensively. And I think that he's going to uh, get the Timberwolves a lot more wins than everyone expects them to get. Um, Sad news out of Detroit. You know, I know I I know the Pistons aren't really that good of a team, but this is still news. Um, Kelly Olenek had an MCL sprain, and he will be reevaluated after six weeks. Which means that he could, you know, come back in six weeks or it could be longer. You better be lucky he ain't tear that. Now, is this a loss for the Pistons? Sure. You got a guy who can stretch the floor. 
who could pick and roll and pick and pop. And he's, you know, he was a goon. You know, he he's a dirty player. And you kind of need guys like that on your team. And the Pistons just recalled Luka Garza. Now, I'm excited about this because I like Luka Garza. I thought that that was a hell of a second-round pick choice for Detroit. Garza can play. It's just that his only flaw is lack of, of rim protection. And that's been the theme here. Isaiah Stewart is pretty much our only rim protector. The Pistons definitely have to inquire about a true shot-blocking center. But yeah, Garza, he might start. I had a feeling that that dude was going to come in and start. Because Luka Garza does some of the same things that Kelly Olenek does. Speaking of centers, Rudy Gobert and Miles Turner got into a scrap out in last night's Jazz and Pacers game. Huh, funny how I decided to miss that game because... It wasn't going to be interesting enough for me to uh, go live and talk about. Could you imagine me going live when that confrontation would have happened? And I saw Donovan Mitchell trying to fight too. But yeah, that was very interesting. It was not, no punches thrown, just a little bit of grappling. You know, I think Miles Turner was getting the best of Rudy Gobert in that game. And I think the frustration of that spilled over it onto the floor. But my thoughts on um, the scrap out was cool. It's good for basketball. And Malcolm Brogdon said, we have the best defensive player in the league in Miles Turner. And Rudy Gobert... He fired back. I forgot what he said, though. I'm trying to remember his comments. His comment was was super spicy, too. Let me look up that comment real quick. Yeah, four people got ejected in that game. the Rudy Gobert comment. I can't find it right now. I, I had it on my page, but it seemed to have disappeared. It might have been Cap. But, oh, there it is right here. People need to stop acting like they're going to fight on the basketball court when they know security will be there to break it up. It's cool for the cameras, but people need to stop acting like they're about that life. Word, Rudy? That's how we feeling? That's what we on. Um, Fabulous gave us a snippet of a song that he's about to drop with Dave East sampling the BMF You Can't Stop the Rain shit. Classic. Classic, man. It's good to see Fab and Dave East rapping over that beat. That'd be interesting to see the shit that they kick over that. Because from what I heard, it's going to be a dope-ass song. And knowing Funeral Fab, like I know Funeral Fab, he is always one to take advantage of 
a particular trend and to flip it into his own his own shit. Um, John Wall. Wow. Wow, 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 wow news about John Wall. John Wall is subject to sit out this season because the Rockets are not going to play him this season. No team wants to trade for John Wall. John Wall does not want a buyout. John Wall is set to make $44 million the next two seasons. So this nigga about to get 88 M's to sit at the crib. Man, would you know what I'd be doing if I had 88 M's? I'd be tricking the fuck off. Fuck niggas is talking about. I'd be, I probably would have blown that 88 million, goddammit. Nah, I'm just playing. But, um, dude. The Rockets are not going to buy out John Wall. They are going to pay him his money. And he's and John Wall not going to play. Wow. He's got to be the luckiest man in NBA history. This dude suffered multiple major injuries. And now he's not going to play another two years after that. I can't get mad at him. You know, I'm happy for him and shit, but if I was a self-serving franchise, I would be trying to bend the NBA rules to see how I can get rid of this guy. How can this dude help me when this big, ignorant-ass $44 million contract sucking up all the space? It's like, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. But I guess since Houston is a young, rebuilding, up-and-coming team, I guess they don't give a fuck because of the league inflation and all that. It is what it is. But here's the thing, though. When John Wall finally comes back in play, will he be the same John Wall of old? Or will he be a veteran piece to help a contending franchise? Or... Will John Wall be a shell of his former self? You be the judge. Draymond has another bench meltdown. See, here's the thing. Draymond Green knows who he can get snarky with and who he can't get snarky with. He tried to go at the young fella Jordan Poole on the bench. I knew I saw an altercation on the Warriors bench, but I was I know it was Draymond because four people were holding him back. And things got hot and heated between Poole and Draymond, and they ended up dapping it up at the end, but still. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? I understand that people have disagreements, players fight, but during the game, for where for everyone to see, I don't know about that, Draymond. That shit, that shit all fine and dandy, but if you run into the right one, then how is that going to look on you when you run into the right one that's willing to, to scrap about theirs? I'm pretty sure Poole was ready to swing too. You 
You never know. But, um, yeah, I just don't really agree with how Draymond carries himself. And he's supposed to be this spiritual, emotional leader when it's really Steph. When it's really Steph Curry. Steph makes you have fun out there. You know what I'm saying? Steph is just one of those guys, man. Steph makes his teammates better. Draymond is a guy is a setup man. He is a, a ball handler. He's a point forward. Who can pass really well and he is getting his burst of athleticism back and pieces of his jump shot back. But anyway, moving on. I just watched the Art of Dialogue. I know I, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Art of Dialogue, but I just watched this interview with uh, former Def Row singer Jewel. And she, you know, she has had previous interviews and stuff with him already and such. You know, if y'all are familiar with Jewel, she was a, a singer signed to Def Row in the early 90s. You know, she's more she's most known for singing on at, on, at the end of Dre Day and singing on the end of Snoop Doggy Dog and doing the NWA skits and shit like that. But the story came out that kind of rattled me a little bit. So, Joelle said that she ran up on Dre after the death row shit ended. And Dre asked her, you know, me and my girl want to do a threesome with you. She declined, but she got emotional about it. Like, damn, Doc, shoot your shot, goddammit. That nigga shot a half quarter asking, you know, somebody that looks like, looks up to, to Dre like a mentor or a brother for a, three, for a 3B. That shit, that, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but I was just like, whoa. Because this was after, you know, Joelle dropped weight at that time. You know, her weight was always up and down. You know, I read her book, too. She put out a book And I happened to uh, Read a copy of the book And it was a lot Of interesting shit in there That I will not disclose I don't even know if that book is still available I have to find it I have to reread it and revisit it But tonight I will be live on Twitch At 10 o'clock p.m. I will be live The awful Sportscaster, baby. Tonight at 10. As the Bulls and the Warriors are facing off tonight. This is going to be a really exciting game. You got the big four of the Bulls. Well, the big three because um, Nikola Vucevic is out. I don't know how long he's going to be out. I just found out about this injury last night. This shall be entertaining and interest uh, and exciting.
Oh, oh, okay, okay. Nikola Vucevic has COVID. That's why. No wonder. Um, obviously, Dre, uh, Wiseman and Thompson are going to be out for this game. And then we got um, Damian Lee injured. Draymond Green's going to be out for this game. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Warriors can um, beat the Bulls without their best rebounder and Vucevic. But anyway, that's my show. I appreciate y'all for listening. This is King Known Uncensored. City Boys up. Fo Hunter, and I'm out.